if that's going to be a, a big part of his life continually and he wants more freedom and flexibility, then ask, why do we need a bigger revenue number? What will that revenue number allow me to do that my current revenue number does not allow me to do? How much extra do I need? And then what's my strategy to get that? If you can get this strategy without having to hire extra people, do that, okay, as long as it still gives you the right revenue. What's up, y'all? Guys, in this Trevor Truck Talk, I'm going to be driving. I'm going to be driving. I am driving. I'm going to be diving into uh, a topic that pops up for a lot of high achievers, no matter income level, which is limiting beliefs. And this is actually going to be coming from an email uh, that I've been having an email conversation back and forth with one of our investor clients who is doing an amazing job. But he talks about having limiting beliefs of scaling his team uh, growing past just himself and his partner. And if you are in that spot, if you are just a solo operator or just maybe you and another person and you're going, man, I really think I should probably be bigger, but I've got these limiting beliefs about being able to manage a team, being able to lead people, being able to grow bigger. I'm going to be talking about that and kind of answering his email a little bit in this podcast. So the topic came up where he shot me an email and um, I had a chance to meet Greg. Like I said, it was a Maui and family vacation. And at that time, he was partners with uh, Brandon Turner, who is uh, from Bigger Pockets. So Brandon Turner recently left the Bigger Pockets podcast, but he was one of their big guys who really led it. Well, when when you look at before Brandon made the shift to um, to really buying multifamily at scale and mobile home parks. Uh, his main gig was really in the single family space and his partner in the single family space there in Maui is Greg. And, uh, and they did some really, really cool business together. Well, uh, Greg's going to be on the podcast with Brady and her team here in a bit where we're going to be breaking down Greg's story, how he went from literally homeless, addicted to drugs, you know, and in, in his words, a computer illiterate to really turning his life around and having an amazing life, amazing lifestyle and ranking number one in the Maui market using Carrot and pulling in some really, really high margin deals uh, just in a matter of a few years. So he's gonna break down that comeback story. But with the limiting belief side of things, guys, I'm gonna read kind of specifically what he says in this email. And if this resonates with y'all or can help you guys, amazing. So he says, um, it's just my partner and I, no staff, and we do about seven deals a year on average between flips, wholesales, and buying rentals, guys, which is very, very common in Hawaii. So we had a, a guy named Daniel Kong. He's been in the Carrot Cast. He um, did less than, I think it was less than 10 deals a year. I'm pretty sure it was less than 10 deals a year. But his average prop for deal, y'all, was over 100 grand. Okay, so if you do 100,000 bucks or 120 grand, average profit per deal and you do 10 deals, I think Daniel did 11 or something like that. That's a million dollar a year gross profit business, net profit, you know, you're still pushing pretty close to $750,000 in net profit off of just like a dozen deals a year, okay? So for me, deal volume doesn't matter, okay? So that's the first thing, guys, limiting beliefs wise. When, when we're comparing ourselves against others, don't compare numbers that don't matter. Don't, don't compare vanity metrics. Vanity metrics don't lead towards happiness, fulfillment, or health of a business. So vanity metrics are top line revenue. Vanity metrics are number of deals. I don't care what your top line revenue is. I don't care what your numbers of deals are. What I care about 
is the goals that you have around profits and what your profits are at the end of the day. Are you making money so you can live a bit, so you can build a business of freedom and impact? Because if you're bringing in $4 million gross revenue top line and you're bringing home, you know, 150,000 bucks and you're working your butt off 70 hours a week to bring in the four mil, which guys, I'm, I'm using this as a real example. There are people that have businesses that do that. They literally are seven figure wholesaling and flipping operations and they're making no money, okay? Um, I, I know people who are doing that. So don't compare top line and, and don't let that kind of feed into your limiting beliefs. But what he says is this, he said, you know, do about seven deals a year uh, on average between flips, wholesale and buying some rentals. He said, I've heard you talk about the limiting beliefs that you had before you scale. And I spend a lot of time thinking about whether the market is too small to comfortably scale to a full team of W2s or if that's just limiting beliefs. And so essentially, hey, is it a limiting belief that is the market too small uh, for me to comfortably scale to a team of W2s? So I'm going to break down a couple parts of this really quick on my drive home. The first part is the question of why do we need to scale? Okay, so that's something I'm always going to ask people. We have our authority leader program, which we're going to be really, really uh, diving in and making some amazing transformations. I'm going to be involved in the authority leader program at a greater level. It's, it's going to be the only spot in Carrot that you're going to be able to have you know, direct group access to me. Um, and we're going to be baking out what that's going to look like. And there's going to be some other cool opportunities there. But the first thing is why, why scale? Okay, so what are your goals? You know, what are your lifestyle goals? What are your impact goals? What do you really want to have your business create for you and for those around you? And what impact do you want to make in the world? And then we have to then walk it back and say, okay, well, how much income, how much net income, you know, cash flow needs to be created in order to create that lifestyle and create that impact that you want to create with those around you. And so let's say that, that you're able to do that on $100,000 a year, amazing. So my question then is, if you're able to build a business on $100,000 net that fuels your lifestyle now and sets you up for you know, a great position later and helps you make the impact that you want to make and you're content with it and you're happy with it, amazing. You don't need to scale. So there is no scaling involved there. Just build the business you want to build. Now, let's say that you want to make half a million dollars net and you're currently making $200,000 net and a half a million is what will help you build that business of freedom and impact. It's the, it's the income that will help you truly uh, invest into the right things that will make you happier, more fulfilled, and, and be able to provide a sustainable life so you can really focus on doing the things that matter more, okay? So if that half a million will get that, get you there, amazing. So you have the delta of $300,000 a year now. The first thing I would do before I think about scaling up team members, especially right now in this economy we're heading into, is don't make scaling your team or your team size your goal. Okay, team size is only a factor of the strategy that you have uh, that says, here's how I'm going to reach these. So you start with your goal, you start with your mission and vision. Here's the mission I'm on. Okay, here's the vision of how am I gonna get there. Here's the goals I'm going after, you know, your revenue numbers or whatever it is, okay? Then you say, here's the strategy that I'm gonna be, that I'm gonna be executing to reach these goals. So here's the two or three key moves I need to make. I need to go to these different markets or I need to add multifamily or you know, whatever it is. Okay, and then from there, we just go, okay, here's the two to three key moves. And now every year you go, what am I gonna do this year in these key moves and what are those metrics, right? And so if those strategies require you to hire new people to execute the strategy that's gonna help you reach your mission, vision, and goals, amazing. Hire the right next new person. 
okay? But we should never hire people or add W-2s for the sake of um, adding W-2s or scaling the team. And so that's the first thing if I were to kind of sit across the table or you go to the beach with Greg and we were chatting, that's the first thing I'm gonna say, dude. I'm like, awesome. There's some amazing things in here, but why do you want to scale? What are those goals? What are you going for? What's your mission? What's your vision? Because I know Greg loves surfing. When I was there, I met him there in uh, Lahaina, I'm pretty sure it was, and he just got off the ocean surfing. We had a chance to connect. Surfing is a big part of his life. And so if that's going to be a, a big part of his life continually and he wants more freedom and flexibility, then ask, you know, ask why do we need a bigger revenue number? Um, what will that revenue, num revenue number allow me to do that my current revenue number does not allow me to do? How much extra do I need? And then what's my strategy to get that? If you can get this strategy without having to hire extra people, do that, okay? As long as it still gives you the right revenue. Now you can partner with people. You can bring in contractors. You don't need W-2s. Do anything and everything you can do heading into this difficult economic environment to make sure that you're keeping your business slim, you're keeping it nimble, and you're not kind of baking yourself into these commitments that could be really, really hard to untangle if things get difficult in your market. Okay, so that's the first thing. Know why you want to scale and doesn't map to a vision, mission, and goals. The second part of it is the W-2 part, and I had mentioned that a little bit ago. So um, the first way that I started to scale my businesses, guys, everybody was a contractor with Carrot for probably the first year to year and a half. Um, we didn't become a, a, a company that had W-2 employees for probably right out about a year to year and a half in. Uh, so we were able to get some good momentum. We got, we got some revenue coming in. It became predictable enough. We made a strategy that required uh, growth and one of those things was me needing to not do support anymore. And so then I hired a support person. Once we hired that first support person for Carrot, that's when we knew that we needed to make that person a W-2 legally. And so then that opened up the door for me to actually become a W-2 and a couple others on the team. Okay, so definitely don't start with W-2, start with contractors where you can, start with part-time contractors even better. And then as you find more and more momentum, it becomes consistent and consistent and consistent, then add a W-2, okay? So I don't think these are limiting beliefs at all, Greg. I honestly think it's an opportunity to hone in on your clarity and commitment on your vision, your mission. What are you after? Why are you building this business? Your goals, okay? What is the number and why is that number matter? Why does that number matter? How does it help me re reach my vision, mission? How does it help me build that business of freedom and impact? What is the impact I want to make? right so setting those goals and then mapping and saying what is the strategy i'm going to deploy part of that strategy might be if you need a bigger number to accomplish those and really buy that you know build that business of freedom and impact that you want to make uh part of that strategy might be expanding to a different market right it might might mean going from maui to now it's maui in, in oahu as an example or it's maui and whatever else so that's part of a strategy if that's the case I would then partner with someone in that area first as a partner or contractor. Uh, and then as you were to build, I'd probably hire an assistant first. So the very first W-2 that I even consider hiring is I would hire an assistant as a contractor first for five, six, seven, ten 10 hours a week. And as the need of that person became more, then I would either hire them as a full-time contractor, but still allow them to do side projects, depending on the laws in your state, or just hire them as a W-2. Okay, so that might all that might be all you need depending on your strategy. 
you partner with people in different areas. You have an admin or assistant who helps kind of manage and glue those things together and ensure that you still have the freedom and flexibility to hit the beach, okay? So first thing, guys, clarity on why, yeah, you know, why, why you need to scale. Does it connect to vision, mission, and goals? Number two is, is then thinking about YW2s. Is that just a, a thing because other people do it? Don't start with W2s, okay? Start with contractors, and then your first W2 might be your assistant, okay? The rest of them are partners or, or contractors. And then the third part, guys, really maps into, once again, just building the business that you want. Just really write down that 20-year, 10-year, 5-year vision story. We'll link up the vision story episode. And make sure that you're building the business that truly helps you move towards the 20-year vision story. It truly helps you move towards the 10-year vision story. And then the 5-year uh, vision story. When you're building your business in a way that maps to your 5-year vision story. And when you reach that 5-year vision, then you are on track to hit your 10-year vision story. And then when you... Uh, are able to accomplish or map towards the 10-year vision story, you know that you're on track for your 20-year vision story. And so, Greg, just make sure that you're building the business that moves you the most predictably uh, towards your five-year, 10-year, 20-year vision story. Like, so we've got a process. I've got a process called Vision Story, called Creating Your Vision Story. We have a podcast on it. We'll link it up. That's where I would start, y'all. Get the vision story down. Walk it back. What's the vision of the business and how does your business fuel that? Walk it back. What are the goals of the business and how do they fuel into my financial needs with my, 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 um, you know, my um, impact and my freedom and flexibility. And then from there, create a strategy. What are those key moves I need to make in order to execute the business strategy, to reach the goals. And then last is, are there any hires required to do so and hire the fewest amount of people that you can start with contractors. And at, and here's the deal guys, limiting beliefs only pop up in this area because you haven't done it yet. And what we need to do is we need to get around people who have. So uh, Greg, if you're listening, man, you've got a limiting belief on that and your strategy does map to hiring people. Amazing, get around people who have done it before, who have who have gone the same path as you to show you the light, to show you that it's possible, to show you the way and show you uh, the things that you can do to prevent uh, making mistakes they've made. That's what we do at Carrot Camp. I dive into the guys at Carrot Camp because I've been through that before. I show you my processes. My assistant is there. We talk about things in detail. We show you our, our systems, processes, mindset shifts, everything. I'm going to show you exactly how to wade through every single phase of business that, that you're in now and that you will go through. Those are all in Carrot Camps. And we're going to start to work that into the authority leader program here at Carrot as well. So get around people who have been through it before, because when you can find an example of a person who's kind of like you, uh, who has been through similar things that you've been through and they've been able to achieve it, you have to ask the question, number one, is this possible? If someone else has done it before you, then yes, it's possible. Number two, then you just have to say, I know it's possible, so I just need to work it until it works. And I need to find a plan and a path that's going to help me shortcut it. The way you find the plan and the path is to follow those people who have already done it before you. Okay, guys, so uh, definitely a limiting belief, but I wouldn't say that it's one that you need to get over. Define your goals, define your mission and vision, ensure the strategy requires you to hire people. If it doesn't, no worries run a really, really slim business that's amazing. If it does require you to hire people, amazing, get around people or uh, learn from people who have done it before you, model their model and then hire a coach if you need to. And that's where I can help you guys out. So hopefully that helped, Greg. Uh, you blast through those some of those limiting beliefs. Guys, if you have other questions for me, I wanna start doing a lot more Q&As uh, here and send them to me on Instagram. Go to 
If you go to trevor.mock, that's M-A-U-C-H, DM me a question on Instagram. Say, hey, Trevor, I'm running through this. Or I'm having a challenge in this. I'm going to answer as many questions as I can in these Trevor Truck Talks to help you guys and gals wade through your business challenges, through your um you know, through this economy, through growing your business, scaling your business, whatever it is, hit me up, trevor.mock on Instagram, DM me your questions, and I'll bring them into the podcast. So guys, eliminate those limiting beliefs by getting clear on where you want to go, clear on the strategy, clear on whether you need employees in that case, and then to really overcome that limiting belief, if you have decided you need to hire employees, find someone who's done it, uh, that proves it can be done, and then follow their model and execute and adjust as you go. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of the week. Guys, give me a rating and review. I look listen to every single rating and review uh, on the pod, on Apple Podcasts. So head over to Apple Podcasts, give a rating and review on how you like the, on how you like uh, the Caracast, how you like the Trevor Truck Talks, the episodes that Brady, I'm a team host. Uh, give me some uh, feedback. Only six stars over there, guys. Only six stars. No, I'm just kidding. But give me a rating and review and what we can do better. Last, guys, share this up. If this episode can help you or anybody that you know, share it up on social media, uh, wherever you, um, you know, wherever you are right now, share it up so other people can benefit from it and enjoy from it. And that's the way we get our message out to the world. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of the day. I just shut the truck door, heading into the house, and it is beautiful outside. Completely clear sky. See the stars. Crickets are going. Very grateful. All right, guys, have an amazing rest of the week.